You are joining me on a morning walk on December the 5th, 2023, or as some people call it, 2023. <laughs> I am Dan- I am Daniela Rossi, ooh, walking through mud. Must have rained overnight. <clears throat> can hear traffic noises. What a nice, calm, quiet walk here in Toronto and Canada. Uh, I'm going to keep this introduction of this Stuttering is Cool pod, podcast short because I have a long episode coming up <laughs> um, where we talk about all sorts of things, mainly um, using comics in speech therapy sessions. So I speak with Danra, uh, who I met at ASHA, the American Speech and Hearing, no, Speech Language Hearing, Speech Hearing Something Association <laughs> in Boston, uh, referred to the previous episode where I recorded from there with a much better memory. Uh, we also touch on the fluency trap which, yeah, um, seems to be a controversial topic as of late. Again, referred to the previous episode. The Fluency Trap. Hi, Danny. I'm Dan Rikosensky, and I'm a speech-language pathologist from Vermont. I've got private practice, work at a university. We've got uh, three NSA uh, stuttering support groups up here uh, that we... that I lead. And um, I have that little side business that I started last year for a stutter shop um, to raise money for the National Stuttering Association. So, oh, wow. What's, what's the stutter shop? Is, is, is it called stutter shop? No, it's just under my private practice name, which is Vermont Stuttering Therapy. And uh, yeah, there's a little history to that, that it just started with one of the kiddos that I worked with. He was looking for a t-shirt for International Stuttering wow. Awareness Day, and uh, we couldn't quite find what he wanted. So <laughs> I just made a promise to him, like, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll make this for you. And then I just kind of went overboard and made like 700 oh. more. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Did you sell 700? <laughs> no, not yet. We're just getting started, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I saw one person wearing it at ASHA and I got really excited. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing when you see your thing in the wild? I know you must get that all the time, right? With Frankie Banky? All the time. No, it's, it's still a rather a rarity for me, Uh, Mm -hmm. but when it happens, it's just whoa! This it just it blows my mind. I go wait how, and in fact that happened at Asha. Kind of like not actually wait. Someone was wearing my pin, one of my awareness pins, um, but uh, it was people walking up, people who I didn't even know walking up to me saying, "Oh my gosh, you're the one that creates Frankie Banky," things like that. I'm like huh? Like how did you and I and you and I, you know. Um, <laughs> And going back to your 700, uh, making seven, going overboard, making 700 t-shirts, I did the same thing with the first printing of my book, which is 10 years old, not really today, but 10 years old this month, I guess. Uh, the Stuttering School, Guide to Stuttering the Fast Talking World, for any listeners who may not know. Um, when I did my first printing, I did I printed 500 
Mm-hmm. Uh, no, self-published, you know, um, and I'm going, oh dear, how am I going to sell all these? <laughs> it yeah. took a while, <laughs> took a couple of yeah. years. Yeah. Now I do smaller print runs, but <laughs> so well, congratulations on that. You started you. part of the revolution, right? Um, I wouldn't say I start. I think the revolution was started at the very least from the top of my head without doing any fact checking. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it started with uh, Paul, oh, my apologies, Castellano, I should get his name right. Um, he's the one that started um, International Starting Awareness Day. He went to Congress wow. in the US. Um, but I don't know if the whole, I don't know, um, starting acceptance, starting positive, um, no movement start. He's he's also, I believe, the originator of I stutter so what, you know, that phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just someone who adopted it, continued it on, <laughs> one of many yeah. who continued it on. Um, and yeah, and you know, thanks to social media, right? Like it makes it very it makes it a lot easier. Not very easier. That doesn't make sense. That makes it a lot easier for yeah. not just me, but everybody to uh, and there are a lot of people everybody to um you know prom- you know promote the idea of positivity and i see you're wearing uh a scarf in the stirring awareness colors was that on pur- purpose in oh time? no i didn't think of that <laughs> i just thought i'm cold and i like blue but i i do love their flag i think that has mm-hmm. really caught on um but you know you mentioned paul's name i i feel like everybody should know who he is you know instead of having mm-hmm. all the posters of the famous people who stutter who don't actually stutter overtly yeah. it's like you we should really a... be celebrating these are the people who are driving the change and actually, many of them an are like idea. yeah unknowns i did see that there was going to be a project where somebody was going to create you know like oh, new nice. posters of people just like him who maybe people don't know but they actually you know, celebrate their stuttering and stutter openly. And that's you know, right. That's, really, an, mm-hmm. that's an excellent point. And never, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed now to say, and it never occurred to me that for years, yeah, myself included, uh, complaining, why do we keep going on and on about these celebrities? We never hear them stutter. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if Emily Blunt stutters openly, but I don't really follow Hollywood. Um, you know, she mentioned she wants to make a much recently, like this week, she wants to make a movie. And I'm like, just don't do another King speech where it implies <laughs> that he's yeah. but we, um yeah. We just need makes... a main character who stutters and it's not a big deal. You know, like it doesn't that's have to my be... Frankie Banky comics. Yeah, that's yeah. my goal. Like yeah. take your Captain America plot line, Iron Man plot line, whatever. He just happens, you don't change anything. Yeah, you know, he just happens to start, and maybe once in a while you have someone going, "How do you talk like that?" Or they try and finish. Just, that's it. Like they try to finish it, he corrects yeah, them yeah. or whatever. Right? That's my goal yeah, with Frankie yeah. Banky. Yeah. There's oh. so many good actors who stutter. I mean, why? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, but speaking of Frankie Banky, but really comics. This is why. <laughs> I have you on here to give a bit of a uh, context. So we met at the, for the first time at the ASHA conference. So listen to the previous episode 270, where I share very badly. I share with you my experiences at ASHA. Um, 
I was there for about three days and long story short, um, I don't have the same energy I have like I used to back in 2007 when I first started this podcast where I would like really go around and recording everybody, get these this amazing clips. For the most of the episode, I'm like walking around going, oh, there's a booth. There's another booth. There's another booth. Oh, hi, there's <laughs> someone I know. There's another booth. Oh, look, another booth for about five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Ash so is my just apologies simply, that you had to listen to that. Yeah, sorry, you were saying it's so <laughs> overwhelming that just the noise alone. Yeah. I'm surprised you even got any good recordings in there because it was so loud. <laughs> it's a testament to my cell phone, <laughs> the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, we had met at the uh, first Stanley meetup that took place outside of Europe. So that was that's what actually brought me to Boston in the, in the first place. I'm going. Hey, let's go. Let's go attend Stanley. Um, and yeah, you were there and we started talking about uh, how you use comics in the in <laughs> deep spiritual lessons. I was about to say speech therapy sessions um, mm -hmm. because many SOPs use my comics in speech therapy sessions. And I've grown an interest as I learn from other from speech therapists um how they use my comics in therapy sessions how they use the activity of drawing comics um so yeah so now I have this new interest how do uh not sure how to word it how comics are a great medium in therapy sessions so you've mentioned that you've done activities uh speech uh sorry <laughs> it's too early in the morning it's friday <laughs> it's 10 o'clock in the morning um I'll just shush and let you continue. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I saw on your Etsy page that you have the really cute one where you, the kiddo can add their character ah. to a comic book that you already wrote and that it adds little prompts there. I love that. I didn't know it existed until we started talking more, and now I'm going to definitely get that. But um, what we do at our clinic is just um, narrative therapy. Um, and so this can happen at any point in therapy, but I normally do it kind of early just because it helps really start to talk about the stuttering outside themselves, you know, like externalize mm. it. So I'm sure that Frankie Banky is kind of channeling a lot of your thoughts and real life experiences too. So I, maybe after we get this intro over, I'd love to hear what, you know, Frankie Banky does for you. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. But uh, for kiddos, uh, some of them, it's really hard for them to talk about stuttering at all. Um, others are very open. And narrative therapy just kind of like opens wide what is going on for them. And uh, so basically, I just ask them, uh, give them a bunch of crayons and blank paper and say, hey, you know, we're talking a lot about your stuttering. Sometimes it might be nice if we could talk directly to it. But I, I don't oh, wow. know what it looks like, you know, so I'm going to mm. need your help. Um, can you help me by, you know, drawing it, you know, if it was in the room right now, what would it look like? And most kids kind of freeze up there and just stare at me like, I, I don't know what you want me to do here. You know, it's not like a normal yeah. thing to just, what do you mean? My stuttering is a thing. <laughs> then I just ask it, you know, ask them like, well, does it have eyes? And then normally, if they decide it has eyes or not, sometimes it's just like a fog, or other people yeah. said it's just like a blobby thing that just crushes them. 
um, but others have eyes. And then somehow after that, the kiddo can kind of get on a roll. And I have seen all kinds of things, you know, like um, robots with hot dog um, necks and, you know, that love bacon and unicorns with like random words coming out of the horn. (laughs) Yeah. And half of the unicorn is like happy and bright. And the other half is kind of gray. Oh, it's like a centaur. Yeah. (laughs) Or I guess Griff, Griffin in this day and age. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or uh, like a Medusa head, you know, like with a bunch of snakes snakes coming out. Yeah. So if a kiddo picks like yellow and they're drawing unicorns, that's very different than the ones who are picking dark, you know, very black. And I had um, one kiddo drew a man with just weapons, just tons of weapons and blood and like a diaper. It was so dark. That's such a boy thing, I think, to take an aside uh, from someone (laughs) who has absolutely zero education in childhood, I don't know, psychology. A bit of a side story, my first cartooning workshop I gave at the NSA, and I swear all the boys, like all the all the girls drew like princesses falling in love with Frankie Banky, Frankie Banky falling in love with the princess, and they get married and the princess says your stuttering is okay. And all the boys chainsaws and he stuttered so much his head popped off and died. This guy and one kid drew, <laughs> kind of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he has, he got so angry about stutter and he killed everybody in town and i'm standing there going what how do i respond like do i respond is this something just something a thing or not is it yeah (laughs) now back to your story (laughs) is a window into maybe how that kiddo sees their stutter you know maybe they had a really negative relationship with it at that time i don't know yeah in that kind of a situation you know oh he drew everything is black there's blood there's diapers (laughs) there's guns yeah do you ask about like do you go and say hey why did you choose snakes why did you choose uh oh yeah why did you choose yeah do you do that yeah the narrative therapy like when we do it in a session it takes the whole session because we kind of peel back all of the layers of it so we kind of ask them to embed it into almost like a movie you know I'll, i'll so let's say I had one girl who um, she said that it was attached at the base of her brain, you know, inside Mm. a tiny little version of herself inside the brain. And, you know, I was asking, does it look different than you? What's it's, are you friends with it? You know, what do you, um, when does it come around? Like, is it always there? Does it disappear? Um, Does it get bigger? Uh, How exactly does it make you stutter? Um, and it just becomes this like really vivid picture, wow. almost like a movie. Um, and then we'll actually ask them like, okay, well, let's put you in this story now. And so they'll create a second character for themselves. Um, and so then it's like interesting to see their relationship. You know, uh, one kid said that he wanted to take his stutter out for s'mores, <laughs> which was so sweet. I love it. I love yeah. it. And the other kiddo who drew the bloody murdery picture, he said, I hate my stutter. And, you know, we said, okay, well, we actually drew a bunch of the stutters. His mom also drew them and we taped them onto um, old like uh, bottles of soda. And we have this ping pong shooter in the, in the clinic. And so we had him 
yell while he was shooting down and he was like i hate you you know stutter Mm. and you know we're like okay i'm gonna throw this in the garbage because you're you're bothering my friend and you know so at that point he needed to just like let it out Mm. but then over time we asked them like has it changed is how is how is your murder man or whatever he named it i only i only call the stutter whatever they call it yeah um, you know after mm. that we talk about in therapy like hey how's murder man been this week or you know stutter yeah. boy or the fog whatever they call it and um so we never call it the stutter anymore but the uh the girl who wrote about the medusa snakes it was so fascinating to see it change over time. And the final version of him was this really chill snake, like on a beach with a margarita and like <laughs> wearing a sun hat and he had a mustache. Oh, wow. And we're like, what's what's he up to these days, your stutter? And he's like, he's just relaxing. He doesn't care. And I have I talked to him and, it, you know, I, he doesn't bother me anymore. It's like, whoa, you know, so it's really cool. Oh, wow seeing it change over time too like so old yeah yeah sorry sorry go on no no it's a just that uh and after that that particular person some of the others um once they've got their character and they draw it we um submit it to the stuttering foundation of america which has this newsletter that's great it comes out like quarterly for kids and men all of them were accepted i got a copy here somewhere but yeah yeah you're saying yeah they're amazing drawings i for years i've been saying how do they get the the drawings in the paper <laughs> it's you they, yeah they do such a beautiful job once they get their submission they send the yeah. child a personalized letter and the kids feel so proud you know oh, yeah so, i yeah. can imagine and so you've got that with Frankie Mankey all the time. <laughs> Going back to seeing your stuff in the wild, there was one time in the in the Stirring Foundation newsletter where a kid drew a tiger. My stutter's uh-huh. like a tiger. And I'm going, is this coincidence? Or is this, I'm like, like there was no way for me to know if, if you know, the kid, you know, knew about a tiger or if it was coincidence. I'm like, it would be nice if it was, you know, <laughs> not a coincidence. But still cool that I know another kid thought of something uh, similar. (laughs) So uh, is this narrative therapy, is this something that's common in, you know, outside of stuttering, like say psychotherapy, other therapy sessions, or is it something that you've made or is it something that came out of say talk, something that I heard about talk therapy, or is it just creative expression (laughs) therapy, like? art therapy or you could tell I don't know the terms (laughs) no I I think I learned it at a stuttering workshop but it was a lot of the literature that we share is from psychology so Mm. I'm sure that you know the person who taught me was like you could basically do this for anything in your life like if you have a roommate who's messy then and you're frustrated about it and you need to just vent you can be like all right this is you yeah (laughs) I yeah. actually that's a great segue because I wanted to ask for any listeners that want to give this a try do you have any tips on what they could do um or any caveats you know should they have a therapist with them uh if they're drawing you know guns and such <laughs> you know like blood yeah. And, yeah well I don't think there's any harm to like 
you know, thinking about your stutter as something else or what's it like? Mm. We have a lot of people who use analogies that are just awesome. Like that's how they process information. You know, like we were in our, we have an avoidance reduction therapy group mm. in Vermont. And uh, one of our members is just, he just only thinks in analogies and they're so brilliant. You know, mm. we were talking about like, um, is using fluency shaping strategies or like easy onsets and things cheating if you're trying to do that under the framework of avoidance reduction, (laughs) which doesn't, those two aren't necessarily compatible. And they were feeling, you know, we were talking that out to see what their perspective was. And he's like, you know, if you had just like a thousand balloons and it's going to lift you into the sky, you know, you better let go early or else you're stuck with those balloons, you know, know where you're going. (laughs) And so he was trying to relate that to if you start using these strategies you know then then you're you're down a path but if you just like are up front with people like hey i stutter you don't even have to hold on to the balloon you can just do your thing you know and oh, wow. he talks about you know horses jumping out of the gate and then you feel like you're all stumbly you know like something trips you or mm. everybody else is running yeah it, i don't know i just i wow. think there's no harm in like being vivid and thinking about it as you know, just a way to process information. It reminds me of something I long forgotten. My gosh, years, long, long, maybe, maybe even 20 years ago when I was using a weightlifting belt in the gym. Then mm. after a while, I noticed I'm, I was having a lot of back pain. And the physiotherapist said, yeah, because you've weakened your back, your lower back muscles by using the weight belt too much. Oh, now you, so it became a crutch. So now I don't use a weight, <laughs> which I don't know if it's a good, well, I don't do. Yeah. But, in, and long story short, don't take that as advice for me. <laughs> I have, a, I have multiple injuries from the gym. I'm not the person to listen to. <laughs> I'm not a personal oh, no. trainer. Uh, yeah. Analogy is brilliant, brilliant analogy. Well, man. can I ask you about Frankie mm. Mankey then? Like, yeah. Um, I'm curious. I don't know how much you've talked about it. On I don't even remember podcast. how much I talked about it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, just in this context, I imagine mm-hmm. that it's a nice vehicle for you to just put things out there that maybe you've been thinking about or just what happened to you. And then yeah. it obviously helps others. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have sort of a boring story. It's <laughs> <laughs> which I think. Most of my creative endeavors is like that. I just walk on this along the street, la la la, boom, in my head comes an idea, then I do it at the end, right? Um, but in this case, um, I had already uh, designed a Fox character long before the idea of even starting my podcast came to be. So uh, to give a bit of a context, I've been drawing comics, a fan of comics, newspaper comic strips, animated cartoons. Uh, always wanted you know, since I was a kid. Always wanted to create animated cartoons. Uh, get into the animation business. Have my syndicated newspaper car, uh, comic strip. I'd never chose that career path per se, but unfortunately, or fortunately, no, <laughs> the way you can uh, see it. But um, thanks to modern, so to fast forward to now, thanks to modern technology. Anybody can be a publisher. You know, you have your social, your social media, your affordable tools. Sometimes they're even free. You know, and you just upload and you're done. Um, so that's what I did. Uh, I always incur- 
incorporated cartoons into my my uh, my my work it was never a conscious thing it would just happen whether it's notes in school <laughs> um mm-hmm. or you know so, sometimes i would use them in presentations at at work so once i started so 2007 once i started to start, you know this podcast starting was cool of course my website had cartoons on it um and a few years later, I remember once I reached 150 episodes, I thought, well, that's a lot of episodes for someone to go through to get, you know, the tidbits of information of like practical takeaways. Um, so that's when I thought of creating a book. And I had this idea of, you know, it's a mix of comics and, you know, art and, you know, text and, um, you know, a very uh, creative book where, I write notes along the side and you have to turn the book over to, uh, to, or to turn Mm -hmm. it around to read them. Um, That's the other thing. I'm so full of creativity. As one career counselor told me, you're oozing with creativity. Um, And Mm -hmm. so when the time came, when I created my book, Stuttering is Cool book, available on Amazon and my Etsy shop. (laughs) Um, So that so I said, okay, well, I got to find a character. Uh, act, actually, it was even before I wrote that book. I remember I started thinking I should create a comic strip. Um, and I went back to this Fox character that I had drawn, 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 <laughs> uh, created a few years prior. Now, that Fox character came out of the 1990s or was drawn in the 1990, in the 1990s, early 2000s, where a friend of mine in Italy he had started, I guess, a startup, what we know now as a startup. Uh, it was an, okay, long story short, think eBay and Amazon, like a hybrid. Uh, and for whatever reason, they called it Fox in Web. And he asked me, hey, can you design a Fox mascot? Um, and I had the hardest time drawing a fox. <laughs> the The e-commerce site did not end up happening, but I did every so often go back to and you know to um. What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? I challenged myself. I am going to create a fox cartoon character. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Uh, it took a while. I remember repeated attempts. Um, maybe with with a month break in between something like that and one evening might have been even two o'clock in the morning for all I know um I tried something different it's you know don't try to draw you know a realistic fox and then up came this fox that what we have Frankie Banky to to a day and I chose the fox character because he just I don't know he just fit um he had at the, at the time he didn't have a mouth i just it was just a stylistic thing it had no um what's the word i'm looking for it had no symbolism whatsoever about stuttering he had no mouth but he did seem to like yeah he he had a bit of a slouch so he was a little bit sad and to mm-hmm. me that made me think about you know um you know beneath the iceberg stuff you know mm-hmm. like all of the internal stuff that you know the feelings that you feel the emotions from the stigma of stuttering uh now at the time i didn't even know about the iceberg analogy um so i thought that would be the perfect character however thank goodness i merely thought but you know he's not always sad like stuttering doesn't mean that you're a sad character 
or your or your poor character. It's just you know you're being beaten down. So um, I removed that kind like I you know not to remove, but I decreased that one, um, and he became more about a character about resilience. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a character about you know you you know, grow from the adversity. Um, so that's where Frank, that's where Frankie Bing came from. The name, um, <laughs> again, had a hard time finding a name. First, I thought Fizz, like what a dumb name for a cartoon for a, a fox. It just didn't stick. Um, I tried different Francis, but it seemed too obvious, Francis Fox. Um, and then... You know, I left it at to, at that um, because if I could spend months designing a fox character, maybe I could spend months thinking of a name. But it was my niece, who's now 20 years old. But at the time, she was three or four, and she was learning oh. rhyming words in school at the yeah. time. And she was introduced to a family friend whose name was Frank. <laughs> and for whatever reason, she just burst out laughing and giggled, Frankie, Banky, Frankie, Banky. And right oh. there, I'm like, that's the name. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, the name, I know it rhymes and it implies a stutter or a repetition. Uh, so it fits, but that wasn't the intent. It was just, hey, it's a name that fits. So that's what I mean by it's a bit of a boring story. I just happened to create a Fox character, happened to have a niece that happened to say Frankie Banky. Um, and then Tiger, Um he came later later on. It was actually a friend of mine. I'm not sure if you're the one I told at Asha, um, where I wasn't the one who came up with the tiger analogy. And I'm saying, oh no, I wish I was. A uh, friend of mine, long story short. Um, so he lives in Mississippi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that shows how good of a friend I am. I don't even know where my friends live. Um, so one time he had uh, paid admission to play with baby tigers at his local zoo because they're, um, uh, they're what's that word? My, I, my brain can't function this early in the morning. Uh, they're harmless. Um, so they can't really do much to you, but he noticed every time he turned his back on a baby tiger, it would try to pounce on him and take him down. Uh, mm-hmm. But of course it couldn't, it's just a baby. And when he would uh, turn to face a tiger, it would back off. Now he stutters as well. He's a stuttering researcher. He's a professor in the university. He teaches SLPs and um, he noticed, oh, this is a perfect analogy for um, you know, facing your fears, you know, starting acceptance, you know, owning your stutter, you know, you put, you know, you put your stutter on a leash, you tame it, uh, it becomes your thing, not something that controls you. Um, like, you know, you control it, but not in like a fluency shaping sort of way. If you want to use speech tools, go right ahead, right? It's more of an attitude, more of a perspective, more positive. Hey, it doesn't define me. Just something that I do want to see my tiger look at the tricks it can do and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um sorry this is becoming an episode where you're interviewing me um you had asked uh what do i get out of drawing frankie Banky comics um well it's the creative expression right as someone who always wanted to draw comics right um you know a creative expression is something that where you can communicate through your soul um it's another way of communicating, another way of sharing your talent, yourself. 
Um, comics are a great way to create a connection with others who share your similar experiences. So when I create those jokes about Frankie Binky, um, you know, being asked, did you forget your name or having, you know, to say his name, go around the room in the school in the, you know, on the first day of class in school, you know, and he's nervous about that, you know, things like that. You're sharing that experience. Um, you know, I like to draw comedy. So comedy brings people together. Um, you know, comics are a great awareness tool. So I can even teach people who don't stutter. This is, you know, here's how, you know, you can't talk to someone who started who, you know, what you should avoid, or here's what stuttering awareness is. Um, and, you know, it also, you know, it also gives uh, those with, you know, um, you know, th those who would do stutter, you know, here's an, here's an option of what you could do, um, you know, through Frankie Banky's actions. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, that's what I get out of it. Um, the only time it was like that, I would say this emotional breakthrough <laughs> would mm -hmm. be uh, when I created a comic strip for the Stama blog, um, where I knew, you know, because a blog is more for awareness and, you know, for that community thing. And I thought, I don't know if my comics um, are a good fit for that, or rather it may send the wrong message that stuttering is like yes it's perfectly fine but from an awareness perspective it's not a right you know oh there's nothing wrong with stuttering so you don't have to worry about the iceberg like it kind of erases the experience right if i post that you know on such a public site so instead what i did so this comic came from um something from high school that for 30 years has been on my mind <laughs> uh where so long story short too late this is a very long answer uh so i took the sweet so we had school buses to go to high school i was in grade 10 that's 15 years old um and i missed my bus went on my friend's bus um and it i had just switched high schools so um I got to meet other people on his bus. Um, and so there was this pretty girl there. She sat behind me. So we struck up a conversation and I turned to ask, so what is your name? And I had a very hard time back then to say words starting with N. And uh, I remember stuttering a lot. And, you know, basically her reaction was, what's going on with this guy? And then she continued on talking to my friend for the rest of the trip. Now, in my brain i'm like ah <laughs> so all this time so as i drew this comic so or rather right after i drew it i realized um uh, because i saw i guess because i saw from uh, a distance i thought you know if i had known back then what i know knew now this wouldn't have happened mm -hmm. the outcome would have been different and with that i'm gonna pause because we have less than a minute so I i'm see going that too. to <laughs> Pause the recording. And we're back. And of course, I lost my track. Where I was at? I was on the bus. No, I looked at it. What I knew then, what I, oh, yeah. So I realized, oh, if I had known, yeah. Um, so then I drew an alternate ending uh, because, uh, sorry, an alternate ending of if I had known back then what I knew now, this is what mm -hmm. would have happened. 
uh, because at the same time, drawing a sad comic was not my style and it didn't even feel right to me. <laughs> it didn't feel like me. So I thought now this fits Stamma as well. Here's what happened, which is the awareness piece. And then here's the alternate of if only people understood what stuttering was, if only uh, we were not told stuttering was a terrible thing and you know you need to hide it, blah, 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 and all that stuff. So, um, oh, I, you know, I didn't even give a context. Um, when I was 15, yeah, that was in the late 80s. <laughs> so that was a totally different time. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, I would say that was probably the only, <laughs> the only, yeah, uh, comic. Now, mind you, you know, I'll be turning 50 this month. So I've, I had a lot of growing up that I've done and a lot of <laughs> thinking and all that stuff. So it was in my mid-30s when I learned about stuttering you know, acceptance, stuttering, empowerment, stuttering being something that you can use to your mm -hmm. to your advantage. Um, yeah. I love hearing how he's evolved. I, it sounds like Frankie Banky stands up a little straighter now these days. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Humor is always a great way to take some power back too, right? Like you kind of get ahead of it. Like if you'd say it first, then um, it takes the That's wind right. out of other people and the people who are feeling like, am I alone in this? You know, I feel like I'm the only one. And then you see it in a comic strip. It's like, well, definitely not alone because this guy here, he's Frankie Banky has been through this too. I think there's, you're right about the connection piece there. It makes a real impact in a, in a very accessible kind of way. Yeah. Um, what I like about my comics. So a speech therapist in the UK had told me that kids make a direct, they relate directly to Frank, just like you said, they relate to Frankie Pink, but also because he's drawn by someone who stutters just like them. Mm -hmm. And she uses that as the introduction. Hey, here's something, here's a comic drawn by someone who stutters as well. Mm -hmm. So she's not, you know, yet another fluent adult in that kid's life telling them how to speak. And that blew me away. I thought, oh, I just wanted to draw comics. <laughs> so it's yeah. funny how, yeah, things turn out that way. Well, it's so interesting that the fox ended up being who you picked as well, because one of the people in our group picked the fox as well for their narrative mm. there. But also as a trickster character, you know, like in uh, First Nations, um, that has a long history oh. of having like dualistic side ah, like sly as a fox yeah that kind of stuff yeah and also he he said the trickster and loki you know from mm. the Marvel, which is kind of the same idea but it doesn't sound like frankie banky has that same kind of personality but it just reminded me yeah. of it. actually i actually i'm in the process or well, still it takes me a long time to create <laughs> characters come for the name mm -hmm. and also personality sometimes the personality just appears in this case with frankie banky there was no distinct character um i think it's because he's too much like me not that he's autobiographical or the stories are autobiographical they're based on you know real life events but they're not autobiographical if you know what i mm -hmm. mean um and just last mention i thought yeah so i've been coming up with different ways okay what's the personality um because and and I need to be careful because um 
if I'm using friendly bingy as an awareness piece to those who don't stutter and don't understand it, then I don't want to risk creating a stereotype. Oh, stuttering people are sly <laughs> and they're tricksters and this and this. Right, all right, that right. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, however, it's been fun creating uh, a character for Tiger, you know, being mischievous, unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's the one that, you know, gets Frankie Benke into trouble and situations. So it's so it's still it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. One of our kiddos did use a tiger too. And mm. eventually we figured out it was just a bunny rabbit. Like he, <laughs> he said that the tiger would hide behind a bush and then attack him when he went out for a walk. But then over time, it just, he found out it was just a bunny rabbit. Just a bunny. Just had short ears. Correct bunny. Yeah. Although um, when I was drawing uh, my pitch, my photos of Asha, at for instagram uh for posting on social media uh where i would draw frankie bingy and tiger doing shenanigans in the background that's when i that sorry that was my way of experimenting with a personality with a character of frankie bingy making him you know that shenanigan kind of trickster Mm -hmm. kind of um personality um yeah yeah just trying out different situations how would frankie bingy act in this situation what you know uh what would he do how would no um yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. well did you get a good response at asha because there's so many people there who yeah interested yeah um well it's tough when it comes to social media because you're at the mercy of the algorithm so i did get um i did get you know high clicks likes and such from um, my usual audience that I hear from, but mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that's because of the algorithm. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's okay. Cause I, cause I, I, there's only so much I have control over. Um, and at the same time, I drew those pictures very fast, <laughs> very, very quickly. It was like every night at midnight, quickly drawing, you know, thinking up a gag, to put in the picture that I just happened to take <laughs> to make mm-hmm. everything fit. So, you know, part of it is also, well, you know, my pictures weren't inciting too much sharing, you know. Uh, what I did like was drawing um, Frankie, Banky, and Tiger in the VR, in the with VR booth that I helped out at. So I had Gareth, you know, founder, you know, pretending to be putting the uh, VR headset over an empty chair. And I said, okay, Frankie Bingo would be about that height. Took the picture and I drew Frankie Bingo there and then Tiger popping up to get you know his turn first <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah, but I like that idea. I mean, I'm going to do more. And the other day I thought to myself, why don't I do the opposite? I'm, you know, I put my photo in the comic. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. you know, photo bombing, you know, Frankie Bingo's <laughs> world not the other way around <laughs> like at Asha breaking the fourth wall <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well that was the coolest part I thought from Asha aside from seeing everybody in the stamily and everything but um the whole uh technological advancements you oh, know with yeah. Gareth and the the VR um and uh, my colleague uh, Kim Bowerly at the university did a study with that headset you know um, oh yeah mimicking a higher stress like interview situation for people who stutter and it just mm. seems like it has so many cool 
applications, like practicing these harder situations that are hard to replicate, you know, in a, in the clinic. And then um, there was a presentation from the Yaris group where they were mm -hmm. talking about uh, voice recognition software. Heard oh yeah. It. I have a comic about that too. <laughs> yeah. Like this yeah. is so needed. I'm so glad that people are putting their energy this direction because I had no idea that like um, they transcribe medical, um, you know, when you go to the doctor, it gets transcribed sometimes by bots. And if you really? have any kind of communication difficulty, your medical record is going to have errors in it. I'm surprised. That's shocking. That yeah, they actually do. They shouldn't be doing that. It's not, no. the technology isn't accurate at all. I'm sorry. I, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah, pre-screening at interviews, you know, the first round of interviews is sometimes done by a bot. And then they give you feedback on something that's completely not what you said. <laughs> this is like overwhelmingly mm. not good, right? So yeah, goodness, things are moving the right direction. Um, yeah, there were even some technology that I've seen at ASHA for stuttering that was harmful. Oh, like it was shocking going really <laughs> like this is what you designed like oh boy yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot yeah. Just, yeah 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 huh well yeah, still lots to do <laughs> i know well i hope i i have so many questions for you like um just yesterday uh, well in our um last arts group a person was asking about even our name you know speech language pathologists really and, well because yeah i mean but he's like listen stuttering's not wrong i don't need to be fixed why do you have pathology in your oh, name oh that yeah, yeah yeah i've heard about that yeah because, yeah there is a reason there is a valid reason. It's not, from what I understand, it's not, um, not sure how to word this. There are certain circumstances, there's different types of stuttering and certain circumstances you need a pathology. So I get it. I, to this, the, now, mind you, this is coming from someone who is sick now <laughs> of finding out every day now the word apple is wrong and the word blue is wrong and now coffee is wrong i was like okay stop it <laughs> i'm just tired now that's well, the double-edged sword of social media <laughs> but when you know yeah. when the people that we work with are bringing it up and i've heard it from others you know mm. that are people that we're trying to support who say the same thing then i do yeah. think you know because we're supposed to be advocating for our clients and giving them spaces yeah. where we're not pathologizing necessarily we're just working together and you know it's not like so i i get it i actually posted that to try and gauge what other people mm. thought on that because um i don't know maybe it's it just feels like there's a time for a reckoning now in in our field like you know there was a huge evolution with uh, autism and you know recognizing the better way to kind of speak about it and neurodiversity affirming care and all of those pieces mm -hmm. and like stuttering I feel like right now is like rumbling you know that yeah, direction, yeah like a revolutionary yeah. direction yeah. just I feel like but isn't there a difference between speech therapists and speech pathologists I remember having conversation with someone about this where she has a medical license and now I forget what she said but she did 
say, here's what now she's totally, you know, for acceptance. You know, she's the one that's a driving force in changing the IFA, the International mm-hmm. Fluency, Fluency Association, to a different name to drop fluency. So, um, you know, she was saying, yeah, there's a difference between a speech therapist and a speech language pathologist. Yeah. And um, see, that's where I'm come, coming at that. Maybe for me, it's a speech therapist that I need, not a speech language pathologist, but for someone with, again, I don't have the background, like maybe that's more for, you know, someone who acquires stuttering through Parkinson's, for, for example. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, so I, th- I think what I'm saying is that, you know, yes, you know, as the as a speech language pathologist or a speech therapist professional, you need to listen to what the clients are saying so you can advocate. But I think the clients, we, us who stutter, need to understand more about this field, more about stuttering, the communication disorders field. I know many hate the term disorders, um, mm-hmm. but what else am I going to call them, right? Communication differences, like what the whole field is, what does speech pathology mean? And who does that, you know, because there's a lot that I don't know. And in fact, when I created the, or when I started to create my clinician guides on teachers pay teachers, I, it was simply, here's a bunch of my comics and, you know, go at it. And then this friend uh, told me, no, no, hold it, hold it, hold it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are those therapists for, no, we'll just use that term who don't specialize in stuttering. They don't know what they're doing and they're, and I can assure you they're doing harm. There's a lot of content on teachers pay teachers that yeah have awful content for speech therapy and stuttering or no that's wrong that's just doesn't work right um and that's when I my eyes were open going I didn't even know this and she said yeah and this is why and this is why and this is why and I thought oh do other stutterers know about this (laughs) it's like (laughs) so I think there's a lot of awareness that we need to have us stutterers need to have too before we just go off and say I'm offended by the word pathologist you Mm -hmm. know now I totally hear them, but I think, but I'm a big picture person. So that's why I'm like, okay, yeah. why is the word coffee so bad to say? I want to know that, <laughs> like all of the sides, you know, that's, yeah. that's, so that's what, I, that's just my reaction from years of social media. Yep. Assuming that I'm a bad person just because I didn't know that whatever was a whatever, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they yeah. do and call it's interesting them, though. It's interesting. Yeah, it's it's good to have a dialogue about it. They yeah. they do call them speech language therapists in Britain. Um, but that's in, right, SLTs, yeah. Yeah, but in America there is a distinction. Mm. Like if you are a speech therapist, then you don't have the same accreditation level as that's an right. SLT would. So that's it right, does yeah. make a difference here. Um so you know, that's an yeah, interesting just, thing for me to explore. Why is it SLT and yeah, in the UK, and do they have the same powers? I know that's not the right word to use. Yeah. The same whatever yep. that the SOPs could use. So yeah, yeah, that's it. They're yeah. the same. It's just mm. a different. Just like they say, stammer instead of stutter. Yeah. it's the yeah. same exact thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear your perspective because I'm kind of like once I heard that I wanted to get information, and it's more important to me what people in the community think than what I would multiple people yeah not just the one yeah yeah because yeah yeah. 
So some people Damn. are like, I don't care that you're called a pathologist and I do have a disorder. You know, the, there are people who I know who stutter, who like call it a disorder. That's what I want to call it. And like, so just, but everybody is different. Other people say, no, please yeah. say person who stutters versus stutterer. You know, there, there's, there's individual preferences for that. So yeah. I always, I just ask, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and it appears that social media gives the impression that it's a huge movement when really it's only like say three people that have an issue with it and then mm -hmm. you know it carries on and then it's more people more people but do you know the reason why and there's so many times outside of stuttering where again you're right this is wrong but that's not the story <laughs> that's just a myth that you're mm -hmm. basing it on that's not wrong like that's not a bad thing or that's not something to complain or something like that it's one of those where I don't know. I don't know. Social media was fun back in 2007. Now it became yeah. scary. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's all ads anyway. So yeah, that's there's another beef that I have. And I think I brought this up where social media now, or or at least inst Instagram, it's one big Canva. <laughs> Canva with a bunch of words it's just text-based you know uh awareness is good but it's a but that's all i'm seeing i'm not getting to know the people behind the accounts mm -hmm. you know um i'm not getting to know their personalities right now we're back to personality right yeah frankie bingy's there but what you know how does he think why what what does he do with his day job or whatever right it's a it's a mm -hmm. lot of it feels like it's thou shall not do this over and over and over and over and over when I just want to, you know, look at my feed. Um, and that's what at least Instagram's missing. I'm assuming because I don't go into the Facebook starting groups, it'll be different because that's more conducive to conversation. Um, right. You know, yeah. Twitter, it's a garbage fire. <laughs> I don't really go there anymore. And people that I interact with are on Instagram anyway. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but that's well, my personal beef, but yeah. <laughs> at least Frankie Banky gives a little bit of the positivity in there because some of the groups can kind of lean oh, yeah. more, you know, and it's important for people to be able to vent and to like, yeah, very because much. it's definitely not fun. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of um, things that society just is not kind about and it's mm. not uh, yeah good to keep that in but also those groups can kind of become like uh they're very dogmatic oh very, yeah angry yeah. yeah yeah i mean eve yeah even the acceptance camp which is where i'm firmly in <laughs> mm -hmm. we tend to like not get dogmatic but um it feels that or, or at least i uh, do uh you know not panic but got to hurry up and say, no, 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 no. It's better this way because otherwise, because I know what it's like to grow up being, you know, told fluency is success and then you beat yourself over the head and it makes things worse. We want to prevent that for you. But then it becomes a dogma, you know, don't say yeah. fluency, don't say this. So that's why with my comics, I tend to stay neutral-ish, even mm -hmm. though they are about acceptance, but it's 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 using a funny story just like you've mentioned before like comedy is good in the in, in the therapy sense 
um, I forget how you worded it, but um, like taking the power back, taking the yeah, taking the power back, and um, yeah, and the anger that you talked about, like the groups that become very negative towards stuttering. That's how the term. That's how I came up with this name, stuttering school, because back mm-hmm. then in two thousand seven. Okay, now, now this podcast is episodes going very long. <laughs> um, there were maybe like five stuttering groups on Facebook. It was the early days of Facebook. And the prominent group was I hate stuttering. Oh, and, uh-huh. and then someone started a stuttering school group, which was more mm-hmm. slightly, slightly more positive. And I'm like, I like that. I like mm-hmm. that attitude. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I asked, is okay if I name my podcast that because it's such a great name so yeah sure um and yeah it's yeah so my intent with my frankie Binky comics is not to undermine the feelings or the or you know the negative feelings that you will have the fears um which is why i pepper my comics with what goes on through his mind um mm-hmm. and also going back to the stamina is like well, I don't want to show that everything is okay with stuttering to the people who don't stutter. Like, it's like, no, not really. <laughs> okay. You know, there's stigma that I want to address. Um, yeah. And, you know, you could be the most accepting of your stuttering, you know, in the whole world, but you'll still have those thoughts, you know, those feelings of embarrassment, you know, that I, that I personally still do. You know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I just don't avoid as much as I did before, or I don't avoid at all. Um, I just gladly start a conversation, you know, about my stuttering. And I'm hoping that through my comics, I can create that um, that example, you know, that others can start to, maybe I'll give that a try. Because that's what I witnessed in the early days of Twitter when Twitter was a kind place and every, and we had this thriving stuttering community. And I witnessed a couple of times how people would be like, no, no, I get my mother to make my phone calls for me. I get, you know, I just point to the menu. I can never stutter openly or talk. No, no, no. Two, out of nowhere, they would say, I just made my first phone call. I stuttered and I felt great. It's all because I, you know, followed what you guys were talking about and you encourage me you know and you like I wanted to give it a try as a as a well so it's kind of like a stealth way of (laughs) Mm -hmm. saying acceptance but with a quiet way (laughs) yeah like a friendly nudge like a friendly encouragement encouragement that's what the term is yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well everybody has their journey oh yeah it's going to go up and down and twist around. And um, one of the people said that she doesn't take issue with what anybody does about anything because they're just trying to be heard, you know? And so that's an excellent point. Yeah. You know, they're just they have the human right to say what they want and to be heard and, and so, to feel comfortable and yeah. safe in what yeah. they do. Yeah. So it makes yeah. sense that they would do all kinds of things to try and, be heard and hopefully over time that's going to make it easier but um yeah there's a lot of work that has to be done on society and in the meantime each of us has to kind of make our choices about yeah and you know yeah and respect the choices of others too yeah it's tough on social media because it's text on screen not in Mm -hmm. person 
and it's and it's also an environment where it's a gut reaction you don't stop and think and reflect and then because once you scroll past that you're probably never going to see that post again so you have to respond right then and there (laughs) do Mm -hmm. you even have to respond so yeah it's yeah it's best to be in person (laughs) well to flip it back to the positive i mean frankie banky does all those things and i'm absolutely Mm. going to use um meaning bringing this like uh playground almost for people to start talking about their stuttering and to have a new relationship with it potentially so Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to use the one that is the, where the, the kiddo can fill in the blank and adventure with Frankie Banky. That one is perfect for the kids that we see. Yeah. Yeah. And I would love to hear any feedback that you Mm -hmm. uh, can get, like what happens in the wild. (laughs) Yeah. I'll send you pictures. (laughs) To go back there. Yeah. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Cool stuff. Yeah. Well, where do listeners go to learn about you and your work? <laughs> well, so the normalizing stuttering store that raises money for the National Stuttering Association is on um, vermontstutteringtherapy.com. So that's spelled out, you know, V-E-R-M-O-N-T. Um, and that is the place where um, all the goodies are so that... <laughs> Um, if people are feeling brave enough, because like many people would pr- rather not put something on a shirt or walk around and walk around life yeah. mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Um, so I tried to put a variety of things in there that are maybe lower stakes. Um, but mm. every time something leaves, you know, that somebody did buy, I get I look where the person bought it from and I get really excited, like, okay, this one person in Minneapolis oh. bought a button. <laughs> And maybe one day they'll wear that button to the store and maybe one person who stutters who hasn't met another That's person right. who to be like me too. And then like, to me, I'm just hoping for like little micro connections that come from that. And just the person themselves being willing to put themselves out there is a huge step for most people. So um, yeah. And the little kiddo that I worked with, he really wanted to wear his to school so that he could tell his classmates about his stuttering. And I don't oh, know, it, nice. just, it just feels like those are little micro ways to help people remember that this is just how people talk yeah. and just be patient. We're enabling, we're enabling yeah. others to enable others. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Well, thank yeah. you. For, <laughs> thank you for having me. I want to I think we could keep talking all day, but I, I know that. Yeah, you I'm trying to respect your time. We've been talking for over an hour. I'm very sorry. I just blah, 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 blah. You asked me to talk about Frankie Bay. Talk I about myself. <laughs> I think it's cool that you maybe haven't shared that story before. So thanks for letting me mm-hmm. hear it. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. And I'm going to doom a very short outro as well because this episode i'm trying to keep my episode short but it's tough when you have fantastic conversations like i did with dan ross so i uh, hope you enjoyed it and uh, yeah feel free to chime in uh record something with the voice audio app on your phone or voice memo or whatever it's called on your phone uh email to coolstutter at gmail.com and i'll play it on the next episode of my podcast. Uh, And that's all. So um, 
details on how to get my book, uh, you can always go to Amazon, <laughs> type stuttering is cool, and you'll find it there. You'll find them there. Um, uh, you can go to stutter, stutteringiscool.com or frankybanky.com. F-R-A-N-K-Y-B-A-N-K-Y.com. So until next time, may your stuttering always be with confidence. Ciao. Oh, here's some more mud. And some geese. <laughs>